here. Happy New Year, by the way. Good to see you in God's house. Y'all are looking good. We had a, a powerful prayer time this morning. Uh, those of you who are not in our Dream Team meeting and you'd like to join us for prayer the next couple of weeks during our fasting and prayer time, we'll meet here at 8.30 in the morning. This morning we used the uh, ACTS prayer model, which is A-C-T-S, ACTS, not A-X. <laughs> Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. It's pretty simple. You may want to use that these uh, next few weeks as you fast and pray because we're all going to be fasting and praying uh, the next 21 days. I'm excited about that. We do that as a church together. And I want to just encourage you to fast something. Join with us and let's, let's unite together. It's, it's a brand new year. And God's calling us to do things we've never done before, to see results we've never seen before. And as we do that, we, we find ourselves in the midst of, of everything God has for us. Fasting and prayer is like a double-edged sword. Okay, it, there's, there's something very powerful about that, and, and I believe God is going to show us some incredible things as we join together. Some of you are in some, some situations where you need to be fasting and praying. You, you got some issues going on in your family, in your marriage, and your finances. You've you got some stuff going on in the job. You've, you've got some stuff looking forward to the future, and, and you need the hand of God guiding and directing you. There's something about a fast that, that changes things. I was reading and, and just reminded this morning, so I, I put it on my phone. In Daniel chapter 10, uh, Daniel says, When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. That's 21 days. All that time I had eaten no rich food. No meat or wine crossed my lips. I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. And then this angel shows up. And it says, then I heard the man speak. And when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. Just then a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up. For I have been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. And then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days... The spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. The answer to your prayer has been blocked, but your fasting and praying has brought this answer to you. And some of you are in that position right now. You got some stuff going on. You're, you're asking God for some answers. And he's saying, get serious before me. Lay some things down. Show yourself for who you really are, for what, what you're saying on the inside, let it happen on the outside. Come on, somebody. And so we, we are joining together, and we're going we're gonna to fast and pray and believe God for some miracles 
this year. And then we're going to join together 21 days from now. We're starting today at sundown. So eat up. <laughs> and then at sundown through sundown, uh, January 27th, it's a Saturday. We're going to join together here at 4 o'clock from 4 to 5. We're going to celebrate what God's done. We're going to hear testimonies. We're going to worship the Lord together. It's going to be a powerful time. If you missed it last year, it was, it was amazing. And uh, we're going to do that, and then we're going to go eat. We're going to go break our fast. We'll probably go to the marketplace, the Liberty. I don't even, I, I call it the market. I don't know even we'll know what the real name is. Is it the market at Liberty Place, right? Is that right? Thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll be uh, hitting up James for some State Street pizza and and I'm, I'm excited about, I'm already excited about that, okay? So <laughs> come on now. Um, anyway, get ready. Get ready. Your, your personal fast should present a level of challenge for you. Don't you say, well, I'm just not going to eat candy. Okay, whatever. I mean, you can do that. If that's what God's calling you to do, then don't eat candy for 21 days, Right? But I believe he's calling us to a, a level of, of sacrifice that we've not seen before. So join with us. It's going to be a great time together. And our stomachs will all growl together. If you'd like to join us in, in prayer here at 830, the next couple of Sunday mornings, we'll, we'll be here. All right? Everybody understand? If you, listen, if you didn't get my email, if you're not on our email list, uh, our ushers will have at the door today uh, a copy of, of that which I transcribed and sent, sent out. So uh, make sure that you get that today. All right? Good? Everybody good? So an Italian and an Irishman, uh, <laughs> they entered a chocolate store, and as they were busy looking, the Irishman stole three chocolate bars. As they left the store, the Irishman said to the Italian, man, I'm the best thief. I stole three chocolate bars. No one saw me. You can't beat that. The Italian said, he said, you, you want to see something better? Let's go back to the shop. I'll show you real stealing. So they went to the counter, and the Italian said to the shopkeeper, you want to see magic? Shopkeeper said, yeah. Italian said, give me a chocolate bar. Shopkeeper gave him one. He ate it. He said, Give me a second bar. He ate that one as well. He asked for the third, finished that one off. Shopkeeper said, okay, where's the magic? He said, check in my friend's pocket. You'll find all three chocolate bars in there. <laughs> they weren't fasting, of course, uh, but happy new year. Welcome to 2018. This is the first Sunday of 2018, and I'm excited about it. Chaplain Barry Black writes, I am the new year. I am the challenge of new goals, the desire for spiritual growth. I am the continual burden for lost souls, the anticipation of answered prayer, and the eager expectation of Christ's soon return for his bride, the church. I am the new year. I may only be lived one moment at a time. I am replete with the unknown and rife with opportunities to trust. I love that line. You're going to have plenty of opportunities to trust in 2018. 
unexpected moments of blessing and delight, satisfaction for spiritual truth and hunger, motivations to give of your time and effort to people and projects, and the joy and privilege of serving the Lord in new and exciting ways. Yes, I am the new year. In this week's Bible reading, as I was, I started a new one-year Bible. There's, there's all kinds of plans on, on version Bible app. And so I picked a new one this year, and, and I'm excited about it. I even changed my, my version I'm reading this year. I like to do that every once in a while just to kind of get my mind out of, you know, I get stuck. I, I've read the NIV. I've read the NASB. I've read the, you know, King James. I've, I've read the NLT and have really enjoyed the NLT the last, last few years. And this year I'm jumping to the CEB. I've heard about it. I just decided I'm going to read it this year. And uh, so I don't care what version you get, just, just start reading. Uh, some of you may want to read the message. Read something, something that speaks to you, something that, that gets in your spirit. And as I was reading this week, I was reminded once again in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, while the earth remains, and I'm thinking it's still here, yup, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold, here we are, and heat, don't forget heat's coming too, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease while the earth remains. God said, I put some things in place. It's going to happen as long as the earth is here. I'm a faithful God, and you can trust me. And you're going to have moments in 2018 that you're going to have to fully engage in trusting God. But you can know this, as long as the earth remains, He's still God. He's still in charge. He's still working all things together for your good because you love him because you're called according to his purpose. Amen. Mm. Amen. He's a faithful God. So last year, we began the year talking about Rise Up. We sang the song this morning that our team wrote last year or the year before that. I don't know when they wrote it, but it's it's been... Uh, the, the single is available on our website. You can download it there. You can go to iTunes and, and get it there. Rise up. Rise up on your feet. My breath in your lungs. Take heart in me. And, and many of us, we got that in our spirit last year. We rose up a mighty army. And we saw others rise up with us. And by the way, they're working on the EP. It's, get, it's getting ready to be released soon, okay? A lot of things have happened, but uh, they're working on that, that EP, and it'll be out uh, eventually. Uh, this year, our, our vision statement is reaching and changing. Somebody say reaching and changing. We're going to be reaching and changing in 2018. Begin a new series today entitled Reaching and Changing. Wow. Pretty clever. Um, and here, here's... The, sorry. I cracked.
crack me up sometimes. I'm sorry, I just do. We're reaching lives away from Christ to be changed by his love. It's our goal, it's our vision, it's what, what 2018 is going to be about for us, reaching lives away from Christ to be changed by his love. And we're being changed to be the change. God is changing us so that we can bring that change to somebody else. Um, I, I was thinking about this whole reaching and changing thing, and, and somebody sent me a picture this week of one of our members here, and uh, it's a picture of, of Bob Wilkinson in the DR. Bob, where are you at? There you are. Well, there he is. Bob's been going to the DR for, with us for, boy, probably six or seven years now. And uh, it's just gotten his spirit. And, and he spent Christmas down there giving out toys and just blessing kids who didn't have much. He's reaching and changing. And that, that excites me as... as uh, God does something in us. He reaches us and then puts that desire for us to reach others. And I was thinking about, you know, and, and just hang on for a second because this is not an exhaustive list. And if your name's not in here, it's okay because we know God's working through you as well. But there's just some people that, that stuck out of my mind this year as, as I'm talking about reaching and changing and people that have stepped up. They've risen to the occasion and said, hey, can I? God has just done something to me, and, and I want to do something for others. I was thinking of, of uh, Shelly Choffrey and Lynn Doughton and this food pantry they've started. Yeah. It's, it's hidden in a closet in one of our nurseries. And uh, just God has used these ladies to, to provide food for some people that have been in need. And, and what a blessing that has been. Uh, I remember this, this past year when Lori Wojcik came to Christie and said, look, can I put together some meals for people who are coming out of the hospital, going through bereavement and all kinds, and just has put together freezer meals and, and has, has brought people around her and said, come on, let's provide, reaching and changing. I think of Nicole Robinson who, who said, I just feel like I have a gift and want to use my gift for the Lord and I want to touch those who are in special need. And, and God is using her in an incredible way, reaching and changing. I, yeah. I, I was thinking of Sarah Kuhn and Sarah Reynolds and Janine Jenkins who said, can we just start a ministry to moms and, and reach out to moms in the community? And, and uh, yeah. And then and Janine's husband, Julian, said, hey, can we get a basketball team together? And coach, how you doing? Uh, yeah, we got a basketball league. Some of you didn't even know that, but these guys are out touching people for Jesus. Buck and Kenny, they can't, can we do softball? And we got a softball team that are getting together. They're ministering. They're reaching and changing people. I, I was thinking this week, 
of, of Dr. Joe Ramsey who, who had surgery this week and God, he's here today. Just amazing. But when, when Christy walked through her, her tongue cancer, uh, Dr. Joe was the, the resident counselor. And he's become that for everybody in this church who is going through stuff and, I, and he's using the skills, the gifts that God has given him and he's ministering to people in their time of need. He's reaching and changing. I, I thought of Andy Bradford who, who said, hey, I, I'm a skateboarder. I ride whatever those things are. Scooters, scooters thank you. Uh, yeah, those, those scooters and he does flips and stuff. He said, I, if we could just get some ramps together, I'd love to start a, a scooter skateboard ministry here for the young people and Every Wednesday night when the weather's okay, they're out there doing it and, and reaching and changing people. I was, I was thinking of Linda Simmers who put communion together for us. She does that every month. She, she comes every week to take care of the cafe and get things ready for Sunday morning. She's here spending hours of her time preparing to bless you in the cafe. I, And she came and said, can I? We're like, yeah. I, I, I was thinking of Sherry Sammons who said, hey, I've got gifts of administration. I'd love to, to help you and take you to another level. And, and can I? And we're like, go, Sherry. And she started this administration ministry. And, and, and I thought, and I'm, I've got a list of people here, and I'm, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed at how God has brought so many of us. He's risen us up to a new level, and, and now we're reaching and changing for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I was thinking of Billie Jean Reinheimer, who spends hours every week preparing stuff for the kids' classes and the, the lessons, and she's copying pages and putting lesson plans together, and and you don't see that. Nobody sees that, but she spends hours here at the church and at home, even though she's a teacher herself. And our early childhood ministry is, is functioning because of people like Billie Jean who are reaching and changing. And, and I thought of, of Donna Dollinger who said, what can I do? And she came to Isaiah, and he's like, well, I need set up and tear down teams. She said, I'm in. And so every week she's here setting up and tearing down stuff, putting up tents, taking out signs, doing all kinds. Okay, what can I do? I thought of uh, Brandon Rivera, who's in the media, and only gets noticed when something doesn't happen, right? When the lights aren't right, the words aren't coming, you're like, what, Brandon, what are you doing, man? <laughs> but in a time of need here at this church, and an empty spot came open, and Brandon stepped up and said, I, can I help? I want to give my skills, my IT skills. And, and I, I, think, I was thinking of Tammy Powell, who came this year with the Operation Christmas Child. And so our family does this, but could the whole church get involved? I, I'll help. I'll do what I need to do, and, and we ended up just blessing so many kids through that, and all of those who gave, and all of those who volunteered to put the boxes together. I was thinking of, of our worship team who spends every Thursday night 
and Sunday morning, they're here at 7 o'clock a.m. going through worship practice, preparing their hearts, preparing their gifts. And they give themselves every week. I was thinking of our dream teamers, and there's so many of us who they serve on security and in our connection bar, our greeters, our nursery workers, our cafe, our ushers, our kids' ministries, our cleaning team. And, and, and you can be a part of that. And we need you. Every, when, when the whole body works together, it's amazing how easy it is. And if you're not involved in the dream team and, and doing something here in, in the house, would you see it, Pastor Isaiah? Stand up right back there. He has probably the loudest mouth in the house. Yeah. I grew up with him. And, and then I thought, I just kind of went way back and thought of when we first got this space here and, and took it over, how I called the only person I knew at that time. I said to Richie Reinheimer, hey, you think you can build walls and stuff? He said, well, I got a friend. I think me and him can do it. And he called Anthony Lewis who didn't go to our church at the time. And Anthony called a friend of his, Matt Doughton, and said, Matt, can we use your, your company credit to get a bunch of stuff? Because we got a bunch of walls to build. And Matt said, sure. Matt didn't go here at the time. And they put up these walls and built the stage and had, you know, a ton of people in here helping out. But I thought, you know, we wouldn't even be here without those people who came in. And, and then since then, you know, uh, all the stuff that, that has been having to get done, Bob Wilkinson and Matt Doughton and Buck and Mike and Stan Wojcik and Richie Banker and Sean, so many, Sean Kuhn and so many others who have continually reached and changed with their construction skills. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for reaching and changing with all that you give, with all that you do, and with all that you are. Many lives have been touched because you have gone above and beyond. And I'll just say this, most of you were a mess before you were reached and changed by Jesus. Amen. I know I was. And sometimes we still get into that mess, don't we? Amen. But, but God's grace is so amazing somebody reached out to you somebody allowed God's love to touch you you had a life changing transformation you had a life changing encounter his love reached you and, and through the process of time he changed you and gave you a vision for why you're here on this planet and you're not here just for another paycheck come on if that's it 
might as well check out now. But your lives were reached and changed by the power of Jesus and the ministries of the power place. And you're being stirred by the Spirit of God to step into his plan and purpose to reach and change someone else through you and the gifts he's given you. And I believe 2018 is the year that God is going to ramp up our reaching and changing. I believe this is the year God is going to do something in, in many of our hearts that is going to take us to a whole nother level in him. We're going to be transformed to see what more is possible. Because there's always more that's possible. We're going to reach like never before. We're going to see more lives changed by the awesome power of Almighty God. Listen, transformation is possible, but focus is required to be transformed. Transformation is possible, but focus is required. You need a vision for your life if you're going to head in the direction you want to go. Once you find out who you are, why you're here, it's a game changer. All of a sudden, it's not all about you. It's about why you're here and what God has placed in your hand. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there's no vision, the people are unrestrained. Another translation says, when, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. When we have no vision, another translation says, You're, you perish. Without a vision, the people perish. Because they're headed in, in any direction. It really doesn't matter how you run if you have no vision for where the, the goal is. When we have no vision, we perish. When everything seems to be as important as everything else. And so we really get nothing done that really matters. Without vision... We become unfocused and undisciplined. When we have no vision, we run wild searching for fulfillment, but we never find it. We end up empty. When we have no vision, we have no boundaries that keep us focused on our preferred future. How many of you know that the boundaries are there for your protection to keep you headed in the right direction? They have bound reposts on highway one. Why? So you stay in the lane. You got markers there and there's a reason they're there. And it's not to constrict you. So you, don't you get out the boundaries? No, so you live, so you make it to your destination. So you know where you're going. There's signposts there. Follow the signs, follow the speed limit. Lord, help me in 2018. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. By the way, are you enjoying the extra space? Some of you didn't even notice, but it's okay. We gave you a little extra space to sit to get through the, the, the aisles this, this week. It's a new year. It's a new day. There's some new things on the horizon. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. so, so why are we here anyway? 
if I believe I'm only here to take care of myself, me, myself, and I, then I'll spend all my time and all my money on me, on my happiness, on my contentment, on my fulfillment, and I'll end up very unfulfilled. It's in giving that we are truly blessed. It's in going outside of ourselves that we discover our real purpose in life. Why are we here? Well, we're here to reach and change our world, our sphere of influence. We're here to be light in the midst of darkness, reaching lives away from Christ to be changed by his power and love, being changed to be the change. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, Jesus said, you, somebody say you. you. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you. you, you, you are the light of the world. Oh, sorry, you are the salt of the earth. <laughs> you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has become tasteless, what's the point? How can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Put it on the sidewalk so you don't slip and fall. It's good for that. And then verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket. What's the point of that? Why would you do that? Unless you're playing in hide and seek. But you put it on the lampstand... And it gives light to all who are in the house. And I want to just make a note here. Jesus wasn't talking to preachers here. He's just talking to his followers. Everybody who's following him. And he was saying, you are salt. Stay salty. Bring some flavor where you go. Okay? Don't, don't become tasteless to where you... You taste like everything else around you. Now, you should add some flavor. There should be some difference when, when you're poured on, when you show up, when you get in the mix. And how many of you have ever had something too salty? Come on now. You know what that's like. It's like... <coughs> and, and you don't want to be that either. But you want to be a flavor. Salt was also a preservative. And when salt came along, that which could die and decay was preserved. You're here for a reason. You are where God has placed you for a reason. You have a purpose. Be salty. Don't become tasteless. Then he said, you're the light of the world. Shine brightly. Give light to everyone in the house, everyone you're near. Get on your lampstand and shine, baby. Yeah. Shine, baby, shine. <laughs> yeah. Listen, last year in 2017, we had 171 people give their hearts to the Lord here at the Power Place. And yeah, hallelujah. And, and probably, probably there, there are many more, those that you led to the Lord, not here in the house, because you were salty. You shone bright. You invited. You prayed. You gave. You are an important link for someone to be connected to Jesus. You are so vital in this reaching and changing. 
Because you have a unique network of connections with people that no one else has. And the Lord wants to use you to connect people to him in 2018. To reach them. To see them changed by his love. And sometimes all you got to do is simply say, come and see. Uh, check out John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and he said, look, look. I know, it upsets me too. Sometimes he's just so loud. John said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's the one I was talking about when I said, a man is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I've been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. And then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. And I didn't know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus. So I testify that he is the chosen one of God. What I've seen, I'm telling you. What I've experienced, I'm going to talk about it. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. And John said, Whoa, 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 guys, what about me? No, that was the point to lead them to Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying and they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. What did he do? Andrew went to find his brother, Simon, and told him, we found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. That's so difficult. Really? Is it? I don't think it is. It's not that difficult. When you've got a relationship with someone and you find something so incredible, you can't help but share it. How many of you go eat at the most incredible restaurant and then never tell anybody about it? No, you don't. You're tweeting it, man. You're, you're Facebooking it. Here's my Wow, this was the most amazing thing I ever ate in my life. Where is that? I know, I'll tell you where it's at. So Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him we found the Messiah, which means Christ. And then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. 
And notice what happens here. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. Your name is Simon, little pebble, but I see something in you. I see a rock. I see a, a boulder. And he began to call him Rock Man. And, and Peter changed. Not overnight. But we all know the story of Peter, right? Maybe we don't, but read about him. Foot in mouth, he had that disease. Run like a scared little kid. He had that problem. But God said through Jesus, I see something in you, Simon. You're going to become rock man. You're going to become something that can be built on. There's something inside of you. I see it and I'm going to call it out. And the next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. and He found Philip and said to him, Come follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip, what did he do? He went to look for Nathaniel and told him, we found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth? Exclaimed Nathaniel. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Like, really? Kenneth Square? Are you serious? Anything good in Kenneth Square? Yeah, even besides the mushrooms, we're here. And, and Philip said, come and see for yourself. Dude, come, just, just come and see for yourself. And as they approached, Jesus said, now here's a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathaniel asked. And Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. And Jesus asked him, Do you believe this just because I told you I'd seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. And then he said, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the one, has the, the one who has the power to reach lost people, people who don't even know they're lost, people who think they're found, and yet they're still searching for that thing, that emptiness. Something fill this up. They can't find it. It's because there's a God-sized hole in all of us. And all that we have to do sometimes is just say, come and see. Come and see for yourself. And we just point to Jesus. Because he's the only one who can change their lives. I can't change your life. But Jesus has the power to change everything about you. To set all of your wrongs right.
He has the power to take all of your sin and cast it as far away from you as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against you again. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's good news. That's incredible news. God has this free gift of salvation for each and every one of us if we'll just receive it. All we have to do is point to Jesus, tell what we've seen, tell what we've experienced. Use the gifts, talents, and abilities God has given us to be salt and light to change whatever situation we're in because we're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. I'm wondering if maybe God would do something in us, in every one of us, and give us a vision for our life that sends us in the proper direction and brings complete satisfaction and fulfillment. So we're not always looking for something to fulfill us. We're not always looking for that next thing, that new shiny object that it looks like we gotta have. What if God would give you a vision for you? And what he wants to do through you this year? What if he's going to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, you know that thing that you do, that thing you have the ability with, you know that, that thing, that skill that I gave you, that knowledge that I gave you, that gift I gave you, that... Could you just use that for me to see somebody reached and changed? To see someone's life transformed? I believe he wants to do that this year. And specifically today. Stand with me, would you? You are the key to someone following Jesus. You're the key. I'm the key. Raise your hand and say, I'm the key. I'm the key to someone. Not everyone, but I'm the key to someone. And I want to just give myself to him today. Amen. Because this year, God's going to use you in the gifts and abilities he's given you in greater ways than you've ever dreamed or imagined. Would you just stand in a posture saying, okay, Lord, whatever you want to do. Close your eyes, maybe lift your hands. Above carrying the TV, of course. Maybe even Mufasa. I, I don't know. If you weren't here at the beginning of the service, that makes no sense to you whatsoever. But, yeah. Lord, I, I'm making myself available in this brand new year for whatever you have for me, whatever you want to do through me.
And so, Lord, I just commit myself to reaching and changing in this brand new year. And on this first Sunday of 2018, I'm saying yes to you on every level. Lord, there's some things I got to lay down. There's some things that I'm going to get right as you work your work in me. Even in this first 21 days of, of fasting and prayer, Lord, we're going to work through some things. And I, I just give you permission to do that. And so I give myself to you. Some of you in this room, you, you just need to give yourself to Jesus for the first time and say, Lord, be the Lord of my life and let him do a miracle in you, a miracle of salvation. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It also says if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creature. The old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And God wants to do that in you today. So just everyone, lift your hands today in, in surrender and say, Lord, whatever you want to do in me, I give myself to you, Lord Jesus, to be reaching and changing. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And I commit my way to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.